I am Matthew Shimelo. Welcome to Money Masterclass. This is a very unique program. It is where we help you to make, manage, and multiply money. Many people will wonder why a program, Money Masterclass. Well, interesting enough, money is one of the things we were never really taught in school. Whether it was play school, nursery, primary, secondary, tertiary, education, they just didn't teach us about how to make, manage, and multiply money. It's as if some people keep it as a conspiracy of silence to know. Today I'd like to share with you on really waging war against the spirit of poverty. And uh, for you to really get a good grip of where I'm coming from, I'll share my personal story. Because you might wonder why a whole program of Money Masterclass, it's my desire to see people prosper, to increase, to know wealth, to handle abundance. We all work so hard. We all want to be able to meet our needs. But many of us find our lives challenged because we probably started on the wrong footing or somebody didn't quite share with us what poverty is and how to overcome it. The subject may be a little strong in this episode and the one that will follow, but I guarantee you this prognosis, this clear analysis of what poverty is, is a necessity in order to overcome the disease called poverty. Number one, poverty is a curse. There is no doubt about it. It is a curse because once it shows up in one life, it tends to show up in the second life and the third life and the fourth life and it stays in family until somebody decides to change and move out of the remit of it. Secondly, poverty is a byproduct of breaking all kinds of laws, spiritual and natural and, and financial laws. Spiritual laws, natural laws, financial laws. You may say, what are all these laws? In the course of our teaching, at the Money Masterclass, we'll be able to share with you, for example, financial laws. There are laws of, that are, there are principles that make people prosper. Uh, poverty is also the product, is, is producing the wealth of nations for the rich to enjoy. That's poverty. When you are the, at the end of the working and somebody who didn't leave home is at the receiving end, possibly because they have done what makes them not to be in that uh, entrapment of lack and poverty. And I guess that probably was my upbringing. Uh, I'm bringing these important principles to you because I've been there, done that, I have the t-shirt. I was raised in lack and poverty. My father was all the ranks in the Nigerian army. And we knew lack. We knew, we, knew, we knew difficulty. We knew what it meant not to have enough food in the house and to have to live in places you're not too proud of. In fact, I don't have a mental memory of my parents uh, at special events uh, buying clothes for us like people would do nowadays for Easter, for Christmas, for... Uh, the Muslim celebrations. No. Poverty is also having no choice but living with leftovers, second hands, and rejected things. Those are manifestations of poverty. Somebody may look at it and say, but um, what's wrong if uh, second hand is good? But somebody used the first hand. What's wrong? But somebody well, rejected things may be okay. But somebody rejected it. Uh, what's wrong? But why not have leftovers? Why didn't you have the original? So you've got to 
really face poverty and ascribe and describe it by what it is or else you will make justification for it and as you stay with us at the money masterclass i am confident that your life will be transformed by the principles you will hear in this place and they will change your life to become the best that you ought to have been poverty is also having no choice as to where your residence is take it or leave it look at the city where you live look at how it is divided according to economic status look at where everybody desires and dreams to live in it is desired by it is it is determined by our economic power who doesn't like good things who wants to live in the ghetto who wants to live in a broken down broke place where you negotiate the street with rats i was raised in that kind of life you know my father was a soldier growing up to consciousness i grew up in a city called kaduna now for those who live in kaduna today they probably have a touched up town at the time we lived in poor areas uh, the sewage system was bad. There were no toilets you could flush. We had night soil men who came to carry <laughs> the leftovers of people's tools. I mean, the whole streets tank. I lived on Joss Road, Benin Street, uh, Ibadan Street in Kaduna. And then we couldn't even cope with the rent. We couldn't cope with the rent in those places. We moved to a village called Badiko Village. Uh, <laughs> we moved to Badiko village somewhere around 1963-64 and I remember going back there in 2003-2004, 40 years later and I was shocked Badiko is now part of the city of Kaduna and now there's electricity. At the time I lived there it was a village, a stack village with real peasant farmers and every house was touched with was touched it was touched houses the only house we lived in was owned by a soldier i think it was a sergeant kebby was his name when we went there in 2004 we met his beautiful daughters who now occupy the house their dad had built we lived in that house it was the only house with iron roof but it was poverty no lights no running water i don't even know how we survived and didn't die Poverty also means being despised by friends and rejected by all and sundry. You know, some people think you, you just woke up and you had abundance. <laughs> I cannot forget in 1961, I think it was, or 62, my father had come back from either the Congo uprising or from uh, United Nations Peacekeeping Force in uh, Cameroon. My dad did both Congo and Cameroon. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he had handed me his shirt. I mean, you imagine, 1961, 62, I was nine, ten years old, and and I was given the shirt of an adult. The hands were so long, and whenever I went out, my friends would tie the two hands. I couldn't move, and they mocked me and laughed. I became a prisoner in my own sh in my hand-me-down shirt. That's poverty. Poverty keeps you also under the perpetual rule of the wealthy and the rich. It keeps you perpetually under the rule of the wealthy and the rich. I mean, I can't forget every time we had to maybe leave town and go to Badako village, you had to walk past the house of the governor. We didn't even know 
Uh, we just, it was the governor of the whole of northern Nigeria. And so we thought it was his personal house. We didn't know it was official. We used to just say, Gidon Kashim Ibrahim. The house of Kashim Ibrahim. I think his son eventually became governor of Borno State. Uh, it was a beautiful house. It was a contrast to where, <laughs> to where we were walking to. It was a house with beautiful garden, expansive, you servants serving there. Who doesn't like that kind of life? So stay with us on Money Masterclass because we're going to give you principles that made the wealthy wealthy. Principles that can get you out of poverty straight into the street of abundance and, uh, and blessing. Now you see, I just even told you that Kashim Ibrahim, whom we thought the house belonged to, his son eventually became governor of Borno State in recent time, which shows you they perpetuate wealth. While poverty means you perpetuate, you perpetuate poverty. Poverty means the economy determines the movement, the joy, and the work pace of your family. When the economy is down, you are down because they probably sucked you. When the economy is high, you are high. And it's, it's more like one is, a, one is under a curse. The spirit of poverty makes the wealthy to elect to be your spokespersons. With you having no say in matters that affect you and your future. Have you noticed? In most nations, the wealthy become our spokespersons even if they don't speak with wisdom. And as they are about to retire, their children take over. In the political realm, in the financial realm, in the economic realm, in the professional realm, the children of the poor are perpetuated unless somehow something comes or they got an education like this. So please listen to me. You want to be part of the stakeholders of your nation? Don't get angry. Don't burn down systems. You need financial education. Financial illiteracy is the worst thing. A man can have a PhD. In fact, become a professor and be broke. I have met broke professors. Because it's not just information, it is revelation that changes your elevation, that introduces your elevation. Poverty may mean someone else takes credit for all the hard work you do. You know, isn't it interesting? Who knows those who are working in the state in which you live? Nobody. We only know the governor. Who knows who works in the government department where you work? Nobody knows. We only know the commissioner and the permanent secretary. Because you see, you live in poverty. And I told you this diagnosis is going to be harsh and hard. Isn't it? But it is the truth. It is harsh, it is hard, but it's the truth. Poverty means somebody else will take the, the, the credit for what you've done. The good book, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9.16, Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the, man's, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. Have you ever seen anyone quote, and say quotable quote, the quote of the poor man next door to me? No, we like to quote Benjamin Franklin. Uh, William Wilberforce. We like to quote Winston Churchill. Or in our modern days today, we like to quote the likes of Tony Robbins. We like to quote uh, my friend Miles Monroe. Or my, my very dear friend, Bishop David Oedipo. 
you know we like to quote people truly who have made an impact nobody remind, remembers the words of a poor man is not mentioned in any strata in fact he may have brought the idea that saved that company but nobody remembers him <laughs> very interesting to know that uh, a video just came out by CNBC showing that the current fight against COVID-19 which is actually to take a microcosm of the disease and deal with that disease put a combine of the disease and the medicine in the body of the persons so that the antibody they produce kill the disease the idea came from an African slave who was taken out of West Africa and taken to America and when the smallpox was killing Americans he taught them and said we do this in my village and his idea delivered and still delivers today major biochemic biochemistry companies major pharmaceutical companies are using his idea but nobody even knows the poor man's name what a shine